Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to Newton's Ball on the Beach. Um, hope everybody's doing good. Hope uh, all of your families are, you know, healthy and safe, and you know everybody's staying inside and, you know, just catching up. You know, loving family members and, you know, getting together in small gatherings, learning new skills. You know, doing all the stuff you do during quarantine. Um, today I'm gonna go over on uh, my last mock draft. This is draft day, guys. This is just a day, you know, just let loose, let it go, and you know, just kind of, you know, take it all in. You know, whether you're a fan of. You know, the Patriots or the Packers or Kansas City, you know, the Dolphins, you know, just kind of take everything in. You know, this is, you know, we've been missing sports for a while now. So, you know, just, I don't know, say just take it in. It's a, uh, it's a great day. It's a great day. Oh, so, you know, we uh, start off this mock draft with, the Bengals, you know, um, I feel like people always expect Bengals to do Bengals things. Um, but, I mean, since he's been pretty competitive through the decade, this was kind of a down year because everybody got injured and stuff like that. So um, I look for them to rebound. Um, they still have a lot of weapons, you know. You still got John Ross and A.J. Green and uh, Mixon. So, um, you know, and your offensive line isn't terrible. So, you know, I look for them to, you know, have like a a little bit of a bounce back year, you know, especially if they do add Joe Burrow. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to take him to get acclimated or, you know, if he's actually going to come in and be like, a, you know, day one, just like, you know, off the charts type guy. So, um, but the Bengals, you know, they take the pick in Joe Burrow. feel like it's easy. Um, you know, Washington as well. So, you know, we moved to Washington. Um, the draft could get interesting right here, you know, if they take Tua. But I believe it's so hard to pass up on Chase Young. You know, I can also see them um, trading out of this spot. You know, to go, you know, like to go and get somebody. But, you know, I think they're going to stay put. You know, uh, Chase Young's a generational player. And so it just uh, it just makes it makes sense. I'm um, going down to Detroit and Mr. Okuda uh, falls in at number three at Detroit. Um, the Lions just they have a serious need at the cornerback position after trading Darius Slay away. So um, while Simmons can also uh, make sense for this spot, you know, um, in that Patricia defense, you know, they usually like to build top down. So, you know, um, they usually like to go for, you know, people in the back end, the safeties and the cornerbacks, and then work their way down. Simmons can be that player, you know, because they also like a lot of vers um, versatility. So, you know, but I got them drafting Okuda just because we know for sure that 
you know, uh, Darius Slay's traded, and there's a big hole in that defense. Um, then I got the Giants. I got the Giants actually going Isaiah Simmons here. Um, at this point, I think Isaiah Simmons is the best best player on the board. So that's kind of why I have them going Isaiah Simmons right now. Um, but they definitely need an O tackle. So um, I could see them definitely. You, know, I could see them going for somebody like an Andrew Thomas or like a Jedrick Wills here. Um, but you know they just they have a lot of holes to fill, and you know their defense is just not good. So you know, uh, just adding a key player like this can really help them. And it just uh, – and Isaiah Simmons, he might actually drop because of he's kind of like a positionless player, you know, and uh, nobody's sure, you know. Um, you know, I guess unless you have like a plan of what you want to do with him coming in, you know, because he plays – you know, he can play nickel corner, free safety, um, linebacker. So, you know, it just like if you have a plan with him coming in, then um, that's cool, but – you know, I went there because the Giants do have a lot of holes to need, a lot of holes to fill, sorry. And, you know, he's the best player on the board. Uh, dropping to Miami at number five is quarterback Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. The tanking for Tua thing wasn't really a thing. But the Alabama quarterback lands right in the lap after recovering from a serious hip injury. Um, I think right now, the, like the Dolphins, they would be able to make this pick. You know, having uh Rosen and Fitzpatrick still on the roster, you know he can he can sit there and you know learn from those guys and just become a you know, a football player before he actually has to do anything. So I believe, you know, um, this is the pick for them. You know, they've been waiting on a franchise quarterback since Dan Marino. And, you know, if they don't draft, you know, and I'm not, you know, they have a lot of holes to fill. So, you know, and they have five picks in the top two rounds. And so they can feel some of those holes, but, you know, the quarterback position is just, you know, it's the most position, it's the most important position in football, maybe even sports. So I believe that you have to go and grab your quarterback and, you know, just kind of follow the rest. And, you know, you still got a lot of draft picks next year. So it's a, you know, it's a team rebuilding. We go down to number six with the L.A. Chargers, and the L.A. Chargers select quarterback out of Oregon, Justin Herbert. And L.A., you know, I mean, they're, they have a weird situation because they did so poorly last year because, you know, people were out. So Melvin um, Gordon obviously didn't play for most of it. And then, you know, Derwin James went out, and they just had a string of just people getting injured. 
But they're actually in win-now mode. They have a team, you know, with Melvin Gordon and Joey Bosa and Mel- – um, sorry, not Melvin Gordon, Melvin Ingram. Um, and then Derwin James is returning. You still got Keenan Allens and Williams. Uh, you got Austin Eckler. I mean, they still have a – you know, they have a really good team. And so it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what they do, you know, if they get that tackle for Tyrod Taylor or – you know, if they go for the heir to Philip Rivers in Justin Herbert. So, you know, that's going to be, I believe that's one of the most interesting um, things that we're going to have to, you know, check out a little bit. Just just see because, you know, they're in win-now mode and I'm not sure if, you know, taking Justin Herbert is, you know, a win-now mode mentality. So. Got to see. I mean, you know, you still need your franchise quarterback. Uh, you move down to number seven with the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers select D-tackle out of Auburn, Derrick Brown. Uh, you know, this is this just makes – it just makes a lot of sense. The Panthers have a lot of holes to fill on the um, defensive line. Um, they could trade out of this spot and, you know, drop back and, you know, possibly get somebody like a Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray, you know, just to kind of fill um, that hole that was left by Luke Keekley. Um, But, you know, this, you know, Derek Brown's a freaking dominant tackle and, you know, he can just make a impact right away. And, you know, to be honest, Carolina's sort of in – you know, while their offense isn't that bad, you know, I could even see them, um, you know, trying to shore up that offense, to be honest. But with Bridgewater and McCaffrey, you know, maybe they try and just, uh, you know, do the thing where they try and outscore people or something. But um, I believe this just makes too much sense. Um, it's crazy that he even uh, failed as far as just kind of the way the draft works out sometimes is you know, certain players you're going to see fall. And that's just, you know, it's kind of how it is. Uh, and then the first tackle actually comes off the board at number eight, going to the Arizona Cardinals, Mr. Tristan Wirth. Wirth's, um, you know, the tackle out of Iowa. Um, He's the first tackle taken off the board. And, you know, with Arizona, you know, they kind of made a huge leap um, this offseason you know, add in DeAndre Hopkins. And so now you have Hopkins, you have Fitzgerald. Uh, oh, man, what's her third wide receiver's name? Uh, oh, gosh, it's going to come to me later. But, uh, you know, and then you add Drake, you know, you sign Drake. You got your, I mean, you got what you hope is your franchise quarterback. You know, he came, he, he did pretty well. You know, he did, uh, I think, a lot better than, People thought he was going to do, meaning like Kyler Murray. So uh, getting him some protection is super crucial. And um, I believe Tristan Wirfs, I don't think he's the best tackle um, in this draft, but it seems like, you know, um, and he, he naturally plays right tackle. So he's just a mauler, though, just an Iowa tackle. You know, so you're going to get the fundamentals. Um, you know, he doesn't really over pursue. He, 
he's really him and Jedrick are really the ones that have the you know the least amount of problems and I guess the least amount of rawness. So um, you know he's going to step in day one and be ready to go. Um, and so uh, just like the tackle I mentioned, Jedrick Wheels, he actually falls um, to Jacksonville at number nine. Um, and if you know, I'm I'm guessing they're sort of all sold in on Minshew. So you know, this makes a ton of sense if they're just saying, "Yo, we're you know, Gardner Minshew's our guy." And this is where we're going. And plus, you know, this is uh, like pick one of two for the Jags in this draft. So, you know, I just expect them to just go all out and, you know, go get, you know, help for Minshew. So, uh, you know, while their defense, you know, their defense is kind of falling apart and, you know, we expect um, some kind of trade to be made uh, in this draft for, you know, Yannick and Gakwe. You know, so maybe they can um, use Yannick and Gakwe as like a chip to move up. But, you know, we'll see. So, you know, that's that. Jedrick Wills, tackle from Alabama, goes to Jacksonville. Not that far of a drive either, you know. That's like a three-hour ride. So maybe even shorter than that. Um, and then 10, Cleveland actually continues to trend with tackles, and they really need to because they're going to have to protect Baker Mayfield. And so they go with tackle out of Louisville, Makai Becton. Man, this dude is just, you know, like he's huge. He's humongous, and he's like a crazy athlete. So this guy's like 360, and I think he still ran like a 4.9 or something like crazy stuff, like a 5, like a 5 flat or something. And so this guy's, you know, this guy's crazy good. Um, he he is a little bit uh he is a little bit raw too, but you know, um being that, you know, being that he started, you know, we started the last couple years. I believe, you know, he can step right in there and, you know, be a guy, you know, maybe have to work on some, um, you know, some hand uh, placement techniques and stuff. But for the most part, um, he never really overextends. He's a mauler in the run blocking game. So, you know, in Cleveland, if they know what's good for them, they'll run the ball a lot more this year. You know, I know you have the crazy uh, wide receiving core, but you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to run the ball. Um, and so, you know, Makai jumps in right away and helps them do that. Oh, the Jets, you know, uh, the Jets, I just, you know, um, I feel like they should go tackle here because they have to, they have to protect Sam Darnold and they didn't make a lot of off season moves, um, you know, to try and protect him, but, uh, I still think I still think you're a couple tackles away, and so I would go tackle here, but I'm gonna do a Jets thing, and we're gonna take C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma, OU. Um, and it's just you know he's he's probably the best wide receiver in this class, um, and it makes sense that he does go right here. You know, he is an absolutely yak monster. 
you know, his yards after the catcher, like absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, I just think the Jets can use a tough, like, wide receiver like this. So I expect, you know, um, you know, and they could maybe grab like a rugs here, but, you know, um, with Robbie Anderson, you know, and rugs, you know, they're kind of like the, the same player almost. So, you know, I expect them to, you know, maybe go like CD lamb just because I think, you know, him and uh, Judy are like one A and one B for me. So, um, and then you go down to the Las Vegas Raiders at number 12 and they actually take Henry Ruggs. Um, you know, and Henry Ruggs, you know, he's kind of been compared to like a Tyreek Hill, which is, you know, super, you know, awesome because, you know, the success that Tyreek Hill's having. Um, but the Raiders need help at the wide receiver position. You know, they could also go cornerback here just because, um, you know, that's sort of a downfall with them as well. So who knows? Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I think um, taking Henry Ruggs right here is just, you know, it's, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense because they need a lot of help in their wide receiving core. Uh, and then uh, San Francisco 49ers pick right here, you know, the pick they got from the Colts, and they take Jerry Judy. So we got three wide receivers. We got the run on wide receivers now. Um, and San Francisco, they could go another way in drafting, um, you know, maybe like a Kinlaw right here or somebody just to kind of, you know, because that, Hole left by, you know, getting rid of DeForest Buckner is there. So um that's, you know, that's definitely something to look out for. Um, so, you know, San Fran, but I have them taking Jerry Judy right here, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, he the most polished receiver by far in this draft. Um, you know, his route running is impeccable, and he actually has like burners too, so you know, we ran in the four fours at the combine. So, you know, I believe, you know, he could he could very well be the number one receiver taken. But, you know, right here, yeah, he kinda just keep it that way. And, you know, being that uh, you know, the wide receivers are going off the board, you know, you got Tampa Bay here, and Tampa Bay actually selects Andrew Thomas, tackle out of Georgia. And, you know, I expect I like I expect this to actually be like a like a realistic move because, um you know, they just added Gronk and Tom Brady. You still got Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Goodwin. I mean, this team like the offense is like absolutely stacked and you can grab you, you can grab a running back in the second round. So, you know, that's not like my main worry, like for them. But they're definitely going to have to grab somebody to be able to protect, you know, the 43-year-olds, the GOAT. So they're going to have to be able to um, find somebody to protect him and, you know, help in different schemes and run blocking. So I knew Tom Brady's going to have his hand in that. Denver, um, while I look for Denver to go wide receiver um, right here, like get like a Jefferson or somebody. Um, I I fully expect them to trade out of this pick. You know, 
if you know if this is the way the draft falls because of you know all the um you know the top three wide receivers are gone um Jefferson's still on the board but you know 15 may be a little bit high for Jefferson so I can see them trading back you know um you know maybe a couple spots picking up more picks um because they they really do um need like a like somebody to pair with Cortland Sutton um Cortland Sutton sorry but you know they have some holes in their defense as well um but their defense is still really good so you know but adding somebody like Kinlaw in the middle man can just like absolutely you know, help the Denver dominate. And, you know, because you're going against, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, I'm not sure what the Raiders are going to do. Um, But you're going to have to, you know, you play Patrick Mahomes twice a year, you're going to have to get after him. You know, so having a good defense just makes sense. So um, Javon Kinlaw, um, defensive tackle out of South Carolina, goes right here. And then we actually have the second cornerback off the board, C.J. Henderson, and he goes to the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have been in such like a weird, you know, just like a weird area, a weird kind of like, you know, they can always compete for a title. You know, they got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, you know, uh, a kid out of Alabama. Uh, Ridley, Calvin Ridley. And so you like um it just makes sense that you know they're just kind of you know picking up pieces, you know, um, and because people are so hurt and you know their defense, especially their defense is secondary, you know, they get CJ Henderson right here, CJ Henderson out of Florida. And you know, he can come in right away and make an impact. And, you know, hopefully, you know, um, and in that division now, you got Drew Brees, you got Teddy Bridgewater, and you got Tom Brady. So you're going to need somebody that can, you know, cover. So <clears throat> I think Atlanta goes C.J. Henderson, cornerback right here. Um, Yeah. And uh, the second cornerback taken, you know, now we kind of, you know, see these uh, runs of players. And the second or the third cornerback comes off the um, board, A.J. Terrell, a cornerback out of Clemson, and he goes to Dallas. And Dallas, they have that gaping hole with Byron Jones uh, not being there signing with the Dolphins. So, um, you know, their secondary is taking a pretty huge hit. So, you know, I look for them to, you know, grab – um, AJ Terrell or some kind of defensive back right here, you know, whatever one they feel that fits most. But AJ Terrell, you know, his uh his ball skills and just his knack to get after and you know is actually a really good tackler as well. You know, I look for him to, you know, jump right here. Um Dallas could very well trade out of this spot as well. So look for that. Right, coming back, we have the Miami Dolphins second pick. Um, and right here, they decide to go with safety out of Alabama, Xavier McKinney. Um, and 
this is, you know, this is definitely a strong need that they have um, and can make for a crazy defensive backfield. Um, if you decide to move Bobby McCain back to the nickel, um, you keep Eric Rowe there at strong safety, um, and then you add McKinney to that along with pairing them with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, you know, that's a freaking crazy deadly backfield. And, you know, the Dolphins, you know, like when you look at it like this, you know, you're thinking that, you know, they would actually jump up to, you know, they would actually jump to take him. And Xavier McKinney, like I believe you could probably get him at that number 26 pick. But, um, you know, this is definitely a need. And, you know, if they really like him that much, you know, I say you got to jump and take him. And, you know, you get somebody that can come and fill a need like right away, you know, so week one starter. So I believe that's important. Um, the Raiders, so the Raiders, this is their pick from that Khalil Mack trade. Um, they actually, Clavon Chasen actually falls to them right here, and they, you know, they jump and they take them. You know, while they could go, while they could go cornerback right here, um, possibly, you know, a safety. You know, they made a lot of moves to that linebacking core. You know, so I I could see them going cornerback right here, but I believe uh, Chasen right here is too hard to pass up, and you know can make an immediate impact um next year. So you know they go ahead and take Clay Kayla Kayla Chasen. Um, Jacksonville second pick. Um, this is the one they got from the Rams in that Ramsey trade. Uh, and Jacksonville, you know, so they already got protection from, you know, that first pick. So now they get them some weapons and they grab Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Um, I believe Jefferson can actually be in the category um, with those with the, like with the first couple of wide receivers. Um, I'm not sure why, you know, why he's not like uh you know, because I believe, you know, I believe behind C.D. Lamb and Judy, you know, I believe Jefferson could actually go before Ruggs. I think with Ruggs, though, it's just speed. You know, you just can't, you can't teach speed. So, you know, the fact that he ran like a four two seven is, you know, absolutely just insane. So that's that's why he actually goes off the board before Jefferson. But I mean Jefferson still can fly, man, and um I believe that's perfect for them. Um, and then uh another wide receiver goes, and you know, they may have jumped for him. So, you know, I could see the Eagles just trading up to get the wide receiver that they want. Um, or right here, you know, trading back because this wide receiver class is so deep, you know, but um I got them taking T. Higgins right here. And T. Higgins, because of, like, a poor combine, you know, he kind of slipped down, um, you know, some people's uh, drafts. But I still have him. I mean, he's still one of the top receivers. Um, and I believe that, 
I believe that the Eagles can take him. You know, they may want a faster receiver, but I mean, his hands, you know, his hands are undeniable and, you know, him making plays are undeniable. So, um, I picked, you know, I picked this pick for the Eagles and, you know, I believe it's, you know, I believe it's plausible. I believe it can happen. Um, and here is that Minnesota, I'm guessing it was that may have been the Diggs trade, um, from Buffalo and Minnesota takes Jalen Johnson cornerback out of Utah. And um, he's one. He's he's actually one of my favorite con. Uh, one of my favorite guys. I mean, he plays. You know, he plays all the, over the field, and you know, he uh, he makes he just makes a lot of plays. So you know, um, and this is crazy. You know, and for the most part, Minnesota's defense has been like really good, and Minnesota's been really good um, over the last couple of years. But you know, it seems like. You know, Rhodes close is now Rhodes wide open. And, you know, it seemed like they had such a promise in secondary, but now, you know, we don't really know. Um, because those guys were like Rhodes was just getting toasted all last year. And so, you know, I look for them to just make a move, you know, somebody that can step in there, learn, and then, you know, be ready to go. I'm not sure if he's gonna be a week one guy, but you know, um, you know, he's a ball hawk, and I believe he has all the makings to, you know, be a week one starter. Uh, you move down, and you know, the Patriots. You never know what the Patriots is gonna do. You know, they might trade this pick to, you know, try and acquire more um capital, but. You know, I believe they're going to go. Um, I'm not sure they're super sold on Stidham. Um, and I think they go Eason. I think they go Jacob Eason. Um, oh, I see a lot of mocks um, now, like later mocks, having them take Jordan Love. But I just believe that, um, you know, with Jacob Eason, him playing and just kind of, you know, doing his thing. I just think that uh, I just think that it's a better fit, and I think that you know the Patriots always do something that you know nobody's really expecting, and this could be it. Um, and then at New Orleans, Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU, actually falls to them. This rangy linebacker, um, and they get to pair him with Demario Davis. This defense is already really talented, and you know now they're looking to you know get Drew Brees that second Super Super Bowl ring, you know just solidifying him as one of the greatest of all time, you know, and you know he's already in the conversation, you know, of you know greatest quarterbacks of all time. But, you know, getting that super, like that second Super Bowl ring, man, could do like, you know, crazy stuff. So, um, you know, adding a crazy uh, talented linebacker like to their already talented defense is just, you know, um, you know nothing really much. You know, there's nothing really to say about it. You know, it's just the rich getting richer. And then you got the Minnesota second pick. 
Um, and they actually go and they take Brandon Ayuk out of Minnesota. And uh right? No, 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 no. I think I think it's Arizona State. Um, and you know, with the you know, with them getting rid of Diggs, you know, they still have Thielen on the um other side, but they're definitely gonna need some um playmakers and this dude got burners. It seems like every time he touches the ball, he scores. So, um, you know, you got that kind of digs mentality right there. So I believe that's a really good um, second pick for them. Um, and then you have the Dolphins for their third overall pick, and they go Josh Jones tackle out of Houston. I don't know why I just got stomped right there. Um, yeah, so they got the quarterback, they took the safety, now they go tackle. Um, this is definitely a big need for them, and right here is the, uh, you know, that's a good, that's a good place to get Josh Jones. You, you got him going, you know, you got people, uh, mocking him at 18 and, you know, somewhere in the teens and early 20s. So this is, I believe this is like a great pick. Um, really talented, but also really raw. So um, there's going to be a lot of things that um, they have to work on, you know, with him, feet work and over pursuing. So, but I believe this is like a good place to get him. And then Seattle actually, you know, while Seattle always does some weird stuff, you know, like uh, like taking a running back when – you know, like they took like a fifth, you know, like a somebody had like a fourth round mock on uh oh, that running back they took last year. Why can't I think of his name? Carson. And you know, it was just crazy because, you know, we're just like, I don't know where that's coming from. You know, there were so many uh running backs mocked above them. But you know, that goes to show that these mocks sometimes they just mean nothing. So, but they take Austin Jackson tackle out of USC, and you definitely need some. You definitely need to get uh, Russell Wilson some, you know, well needed protection. So, you know, uh, he's also you know he's a mauler in the run game. So because Seattle runs the ball so much, I believe that this is like a really good pick for them. Um, but. You know, he's uh, like he's also really he's also really raw. So, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, in pass blocking, he's not as good as you would like him. But, you know, he has the intangibles to be. So, you know, they go ahead and take him. And then Baltimore with their pick of the litter at number 28, Kenneth Murray kind of falls right into their laps. And, you know, just like I mentioned before, the rich, you know, with the Saints pick, the rich keep getting richer. And, you know, this was a big hole that they needed to fill. And now, man, they get like they get this guy, man, this guy is super explosive. Um, And like he hits the gaps like a man on fire. Like it's just like, you know, it's kind of like the flash going through the gaps. If you, you know, um, watch the film. Um. Sometimes, like sometimes he does get, sometimes he does get lost in coverage, and he may get swallowed up on um, 
you know, uncertain, you know, when he hits certain gaps. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, like when he hits certain gaps, so you can see like the um, the anticipation and just the knowledge of the game. So, you know, Baltimore gets a crazy linebacker right there. Um, and then you move to Tennessee. And Tennessee, I have them taking tackle Isaiah Wilson. He's actually the guy on the right side. So he's um, opposite of Andrew Thomas. And they take him, you know, Tennessee takes him at number 29. I believe this is a great pick. Tennessee runs the ball a lot. Um, Derrick Henry freaking, you know, is an absolute monster. And Isaiah Wilson is a finisher in the run blocking game. So, you know, to just put somebody plug and play, um, you can just, you know, put them on the right side, you know, maybe transition to right guard. He's just, a, you know, he's an absolute mauler. Um, and he could be ready to, you know, he could be ready to play week one. So there's that. <clears throat> then we go down to Green Bay. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Man, some organizations, you know, in this, like, in this, you know, some organizations just haven't figured it out. And you can see that Jordan Love is super talented, but is just super raw. And you can just see that, you know, but you can see how the Packers organization takes those guys, those gunslingers, just the people, you know, with the mentality. They got all the talent in the world, but, you know, they sometimes get themselves in trouble by, you know, throwing balls that, you know, because they just feel like they can make every throw. And, you know, through history, Packers have shown, you know, they could win with those guys. So, you know, while those guys don't make up, you know, a lot of Super Bowls, they make up a lot, a lot of winning and a lot of fun times. So, you know, getting Jordan Love at right here at pick 30 <clears throat> is absolutely crazy. and. If the Packers do this, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't be super shocked, but I'd be like, oh, gosh, you know, here we go again. Um, I've always loved, you know, I've always loved the Packers, you know. Like, they're like my second team. You know, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan, you know, as you guys know from my channel. Huge Miami fan. Um, the Packers is my second team because I love Brett Favre and I love Aaron Rodgers. Um, just because of the way they play the game and – you know, they just, you know, they have fun and they just go out there and play the game like it's meant to be played, you know, just throw the ball, you know, and win. And I love it. So, you know, they get Jordan Love right here at pick 30. And then San Francisco with their – um, and if they don't trade the 13th pick overall, I could see them trading away this number 31 pick just because – uh. In the late, like in the late first round, it's just like a lot of these guys are sort of like second round guys. So I could see them trading their like you know this pick for maybe like a, um you know maybe like a second and a third round or a third and a fourth round or something. Um, so or you know I wouldn't say second and third, but you know maybe like a third and a fourth or just a fourth or just a third. Either way, off on that weird tangent. 
Um, but they take um, I have them taking um Ross Black Ross Blacklock here, um, the defensive lineman from TCU, and um, because they got rid of Buckner, you know, this is uh their their line is. You know, they were just in the Super Bowl, so we're not going to act like, you know, their line's crappy or anything. But DeForest Buckner played a huge, huge, huge role in that and um, is one of the best defensive, you know, defensive linemen in the league. So, you know, they're going to take a huge hit right there. So getting Blacklock, you know, um, this deep, you know, because I have some of the mocks where Blacklock goes in the teens. So getting him this deep in the draft, I think, makes a lot of sense for them. You know, and they already grabbed that big time, um, that big time receiver. So I believe this makes a lot of sense for San Francisco. And rounding out my mock, the last mock of the 2020, because the draft is tonight. Rounding out this mock is Georgia running back DeAndre Swift, and you know it just seemed, you know, I it. I can't even, you know, speak. I'm stuttering. But running backs aren't as crucial as other positions. And I know somebody always jumps up and takes a running back and then, you know, maybe a string of running backs go and, you know, people start to fall down, which is why the draft is so awesome. But, you know, DeAndre Swift is the best running back in this class. And he may well fall to – the best, you know, the best team in the draft, which is like absolutely crazy. But like DeAndre Swift with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Watkins and Damian Williams, like that's like crazy. So, you know, I believe that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just took another wide receiver right here or an O lineman or something. But you know, their team's practically the same. So adding DeAndre Swift to that backfield is just crazy and would make for a good story. So, hey, there you go. um, Guys, that is the last mock of 2020. The last mock of 2020. And I can just, you know, I can see – these picks happening, obviously, it's gonna like I'd be so you know, I might get the first two right on this one, but um, you know, who knows? You know, even then, you know, I might not, you know, with all the trades and everything happening. Um, you know, somebody always takes a player that you know is in the mock of everybody's like fourth round or fifth round, and they take them in the first round, so like. This stuff, you know, I just say, you know, take it as is. Just take it as news. You know, these are, um, like, times just, like, we're speculating. It's, you know, it's fun. You know, it's fun to just speculate because nobody knows anything. You know, like, nobody. Like, even those reporters like Adam Schefter and um, Prisco and, like, all of those guys, you know, like, they don't really know either, but, you know, they're making – intelligent guesses so you know that's all we're doing but you know speculation is always fun because that's the only thing you can do you know especially there's no sports going on so guys i really appreciate 
everything that you guys do. You know, the comments, the likes, the subscribing. I really appreciate it, guys. I'm your host, Anthony Newton, and this is Newton's Ball on the Beach.